Welcome to the Main Deck Podcast. If you like games like Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Super, Digimon, Flesh and Blood, and many, many more, you're in the right place. For all of our TCG news and content and links to all of our socials, visit www.maindeck.games. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Main Deck Podcast. This is the podcast for and by TCG fans. So if you're a fan of games like Magic the Gathering or, in this case today, Star Wars card games, Star Wars Unlimited, Star Wars TCG, Star Wars Pocket Models. Leo, what am I forgetting? Uh, uh, there was the Galaxies trading card game. Ooh, that one. I totally forgot about that one. Good call. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is the place for you. Today's a special episode of the Main Deck Podcast where we're doing, uh, we're talking about Star Wars TCGs and we have a guest host on board with us today, Leo Andre from the Johto cast. Leo, how's it going? Hey, good. Great. Happy to be here. I am happy to have you, Leo. Now, just so everybody knows, I've known you for a while. We're in locals, local community, trading card game community. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, you've attended our local events a bunch. We played in events together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to play uh, D- Destiny together at the same store and everything. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So you, um, you are a kindred soul for me because uh, we both love all things Star Wars. Why don't you tell us? Uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, like you said, I love Star Wars. Love Star Wars gaming. Um, we've got a. Um, I'm a host of a Star Wars gaming podcast called the Jodo Cast, um, which. Honestly, mostly started out as me wanting to make a really dumb Star Wars joke. I got the joke. Um, <laughs> I don't good, know if everyone good. did. Lots of people don't, yeah. um, <laughs> which um, sometimes is unfortunate because our, our name doesn't really say much about what we are unless you get the joke. For people not in the know, Jodo Cast, spelt with a K, uh, was a bounty hunter who impersonated Boba Fett uh, until Boba Fett got sick of it and killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good story. Um, and, yes, and our show is the Jodo Cast, spelt with a C. Um, yeah, we talk about Star Wars gaming. Um, you know, just sort of the broad gamut: the card games, role playing games, tabletop games, video games. Um, you know, even just silly, like silly kids games, like this weird, like. Grogu throwing pies at people game. We have a <laughs> video on our YouTube channel about it. And if people want to check that out, there is a link in the description down to the Jodocast channel. So make sure you head down there. Give them a subscribe if you want to hear their Star Wars nonsense and about their Grogu throwing pies at people <laughs> game. <laughs> All the hot content that they've got there. Um, yeah, you know, about Jodocast, just really quick. I want to pick your brain about this because I I did notice watching the most recent season of Mandalorian there is a Mandalorian with the cast as a last name isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there's um there's a, a Rook cast. Yeah. Uh, she she worked with like a Maul. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, okay. In in like during the Clone Wars stuff. Um and then in uh also in Rebels when they're doing the whole arc on Mandalore there there are um several Mandalorians with clan cast symbols on their armor as well that's so cool that's was do you know okay here's one I don't know if you know this one so Jodo cast 
I, I first knew about Jotocast from the Star Wars CCG. Um, and it turns out that back then, a lot of Expanded Universe stuff was inadvertently invented and codified into can- what was then canon uh, by either Star Wars CCG or like the West End's RPG or West End RPG or something. Do you know if Jotocast was in something else first or did he come from the games? I th- he he is in a really old West End games module. Um, I I can't remember whether it was that module or the Dark Horse comics that he appeared in okay. first, though. To be honest, okay. But uh, I was just I, curious. I think it might have been that I think it might have been the West End games module. That's that's I just love I love that I think that's so interesting that um I I did a little YouTube short on this actually last month or something, but uh like Colonel Wolfie Lauren is my favorite example of someone who was invented in the CCG just because there's a dude that wasn't named in there. Mm-hmm. And, and the ISB was named in, in the West End Games RPG. So they, they're like, the people at Decipher just kind of like two and two, they're like, I don't know, the guy looks like he probably works in the ISB or something and here's a name for him and whatever. And now he's like, he's an Andor and he's like, a, a, he was the announcer in all of Clone Wars. He's like a major yeah, he's a main character, character. In, in Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and there's just tons of that where, uh, you know, there's just because of the CCG, like, uh, you know, I know the name of basically every single background character yeah. in every shot of A New Hope. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love that so much. It's so, so ridiculous. Uh, and uh, some of those aren't even there anymore because the special editions are <laughs> like the main version. I think I think that's more like in Return, right? In Jabba's Palace, the shots change so much that I think some of those background characters aren't there anymore. Yeah, there's a few like, though, like in Mos Eisley where it's like, you know, now there's a big Bronto walking across the screen covering everything up yeah. instead of, <laughs> you know, so... Oh man, good good stuff. I, I'm so excited just to be able to talk about Star Wars with someone. Um, so, but specifically, let's talk a little bit, uh, Leo, just about so people can get to know you. Um, you, you clearly had a good knowledge of Star Wars card games, being able to pull out the Star Wars Galaxy CCG that I totally forgot about. Um, <laughs> so what, what games have you played the most kind of, what, what do you, what do you, if you're going to introduce yourself to other gamers as a Star Wars gamer, what do you talk about? Um, I mean, for me, my, my first and biggest love was the Decipher CCG. Um, you know, I, I, that's probably the thing that turned me into just a tabletop gamer in general. Like I, I found that even before I knew what like magic, the gathering was, which was, you know, played that for years and years and years. But, um, uh, yeah, in fact, when I first started playing magic, the gathering, I didn't, I bought a pile of cards off of someone in my, in the lunchroom at school. And had no rule book. <laughs> so the only way I was able to play was sort of like, you know, you read the text on the cards and you can kind of infer some stuff like, oh, these numbers down here must be how strong the guys are. <laughs> and this must be how much it costs to cast them. Um, but like, and then and then also pull my experience from the Star Wars CCG into things. So like, I didn't understand how the mana pool worked in yeah. Magic. So my... I thought it was like your force pile in Star Wars, you know, where you you actually have a pile of cards that you use to cast or to deploy your characters in Star Wars. So I was doing the same thing with my mana. So like, was it like tap up my plane for a white mana, and I would slap a card off my deck into my my white mana pool? Fascinating. (laughs) 
And so that's how I was playing Magic for at least a couple months until I scrout until I think I finally, uh, you know, convinced my mom and dad to to pay the ten bucks to get a starter <laughs> deck from Walmart. It so was a hard room. sell. <laughs> that's okay. So as someone who you know, I, I a lot of our listeners know, I, I worked at our at a local game store for about ten years. You know the store, mm-hmm. um, yep. the Paradox Comics and Cards in Fargo for a, a long time, um, and. When I worked there, I heard a lot of, we got a lot of calls. People would regularly call us just to like check on rules questions, um, specifically for magic. So I heard, I heard like, I swear I heard every different wrong way of playing the game, <laughs> you know, um, uh, my favorite was always, uh, so when I cast dark ritual, my, it's usually, sorry, it's the opponent usually who calls paradox and like, okay, so my, my friend just cast dark ritual and I just want to make sure this is right. Does he really get to search his deck for three swamps and put them into play? And it's like, <laughs> I mean, dark, look, don't get me wrong. Dark ritual is a good card, but like that would be crazy. <laughs> um, and one mana for the ramp up three lands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and green just gets giant growth. But, um, I, what you just said is a new one. I have never heard that interesting, like kind of collision of Star Wars and magic where you tap a land and that's like one of your force icons and you get a force from the top of your deck or something. That's wild. Yeah. Well, like I said, it was, I mean, it was, it was the first game of the, of, of that type I had ever played was the Star Wars CCG. So I was sort of just yeah taking what I knew and, 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 uh, applying it to the game. And then when we finally got the rule book, me and my, like my two other buddies uh, that were the, the nerds who would sit at the table by ourselves and play magic. Yeah. Uh, we're like, Oh wow. We were doing that way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, so yeah, that was, you know, the first thing, um, you know, I've tried out, you know, uh, I did, you know, like Young Jedi a little bit when Decipher mm, came out with that. Yes. But I was sort of like, you know, like I played it a little bit and then I was like, oh, this is like card games for babies. I play this. Because <laughs> oh. it, was, it was far less complex than the CCG was. And then they came out with that Jedi Knight game. And I think I bought a couple packs. I, and it was like, we don't talk about this, Jedi Knights. Whatever. Yeah. I've actually got, I don't know if you can see that right there. Is That's an unopened booster oh, box. Oh, that's right awesome. There. I just bought the other day. <laughs> that's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I bought, I bought a few packs of that and was all like, wow, these are really ugly. And I, I don't think I ever actually played a game of Jedi Knight. Plus I think by the time that game was being published, basically all of my friends had gone full in on magic and I had nobody to even play the Decipher CCG with anymore at that time. So so. Young Jedi was uh, Young Jedi hit me at just the right time. So I'm like you. I started with Star Wars CCG, and like to everyone out there who did the same thing, like we all survived trial by fire getting into CCGs after learning on the Decipher CCG because like what a complex rule set that game was to learn. Um, especially if you're a kid like me, I was like just some dumb kid who like had to go. I was like I remember going to my brother who's nine years older than me. And showing him the rule book section on attrition and just being like, what does this mean? Can you tell me what any of this means? That was, that was always the one. And like, uh, one of my, one of the other hosts on our podcast is a, is a guy I went to high school with and we played, you know, we played the CCG together and stuff. And he still, whatever the topic comes up of the CC, the Decipher CCG, he's like, you know, it's been 
30 years and I still have no idea how the hell attrition works. That's so funny because now I know it so well. I can, I can right now, I can fully explain it to anyone who wants to know. You totally get it. I think it's, I think it's not that bad to understand, but just like what a, it's just such a bear to get into for the first Uh time that just the whole game in general, there's so many little moving parts and stuff to keep track of. Yeah. The last, the last time I tried to teach or I taught it to somebody, um, uh, in, uh, in person, he, he was sitting there playing with me and he's all like, yeah, you, you can tell this is a, this is a game from the nineties. Absolutely. It's no wonder they did young Jedi because like, I mean, really, you know, you're right. It was, you know, card games for babies. It felt like it was, you know, much more simple, much more streamlined, but like, um, I, there's something I really appreciate there's, I mean, there's a number of things I appreciate about that game, but like, um, I like that it was easier just to get into. I like that. I thought the, the, they just went for like full, not almost full arts, like really huge artwork on the cards though. Mm-hmm. It was like really cool looking and a great use of that. Just like the modern cinema that episode one was where they probably had higher resolution to work with and everything too. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I also thought that the, deck building system was really intriguing there. Did you know that, that you may, you probably did. This is usually information for people who aren't super into Star Wars CCGs, but that Decipher patented that deck building system, like literally have a patent on it. I actually did not know that. Yeah. That's, that is interesting. It is it, I, something I learned fairly well, relatively recently. I'm not sure exactly when, but they, they went and they filed this whole patent on this six dot deck building system where every card had a different color dot and you got to choose you know, so many mm-hmm. cards or whatever. Cause they, I think they were like pretty sure this was the wave of the future for like deck building games. They wanted to have it. And then they went and they used it also in, I learned this uh, on our uh, 1000 sub special, but uh, the Austin powers CCG uses that I, exact same deck building. I do system. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how do you, how do you remember that? How do you know anything about Austin powers? I, I you know, just, I, I've never played it, never bought it, but, um, I I hang out on a couple Discord servers for the Decipher CCG. Oh, okay. And so and then so some of these people are they're not just like Star Wars CCG fans. They're like we play anything Decipher uh, put out, you know. So so I've seen discussions about it, but but never That's... actually played it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. Opening their boxes are very cheap. If you want to grab one for your shelf, it's about <laughs> fifteen bucks on Hills Wholesale Gaming. You can just swing over and grab one. Um, I'm, I'm planning on doing a Patreon, uh, Patreon only episode of, of just like a four player game of Austin powers using what I opened. Cause the game just is ridiculous. <laughs> it's totally insane. Um, yeah. I, by the way, also the patent I believe has, uh, has whatever it's expired at this point. So if anyone wants to grab that cool deck building system, I think it's up for grabs now. <laughs> uh, so anything else you said destiny, right? You, uh, you big FFG star Wars player also. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I've played basically all of their Star Wars games. Um, you know, I, I, all their tabletop ones, Legion, Armada, Imperial Assault, X-Wing. Um, uh, I got into the their living card game, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought that was okay. <laughs> I liked it more than most people, I think. I thought, I thought the deck building mechanics were really cool yes like i liked the idea of choosing your 10 objectives and then you had the cards tied to the objectives and that's how you built your deck um and i thought that was like a neat a really neat way to do deck building 
Um, the gameplay, it's and I, I didn't mind the game itself. It's more I didn't like the theme. Like okay. it didn't feel Star Wars thematic to me. Sure. Like it, like it to me. If someone were to tell me that they had this game system already all designed up, and then when they got the Star Wars license, they put a Star Wars coat of paint on it, mm. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, and because it just didn't feel like playing Star Wars to me. Um, I think towards the end of the game's run, they introduced some new mechanics that yeah, they did. helped with some of those thematic issues quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it you, is what it is. You know, I think it's really tough for guys like you and me, who uh, people like you and me, I should say, who who came from playing Star Wars CCG, because you're just so spoiled by just the like way over the top theming of that game. <laughs> yeah, you can literally do anything you want. I mean, if you want to pause the whole game and have a few hands of Sabacc instead, <laughs> you can do that yeah. in the game. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I was, you know, I always tell people like it's it's the game where you start out with the basic Star Wars, you know, plot line, but then you're free to just it just goes off the rails, whatever direction you want it to go. There's a way to make. Uh, to get Yoda off of Dagobah, that's kind of complicated, but you can do it. You get Yoda off of Dagobah, you slap a thing on him so he becomes a pilot, you put him in an X-Wing, you fly him to the Death Star and have him blow it up. Like, that's literally <laughs> a thing you can do. I don't know why you would build a deck to do that, but you could, is the thing. You could. I mean, I, I used to have a deck that was built around, it wasn't meant to win anything, but it was just built around Jawas carrying around other Jawas. <laughs> because you could give a Jawa Luke's backpack and then put another Jawa in the backpack <laughs> and Voltron them together. And like, that's all it really did. And I just thought that was funny. It is funny. I mean, that's great. Yeah. You had to appreciate that kind of stuff. Cause otherwise all you're yeah. talking about are these uh, like Senate pod racing competitive decks. And it's like, okay, yeah. like <laughs> for people who don't know towards the end of the lifespan of the game, um, well, I mean, there's, you could have, we could have multiple episodes just talking about decipher and what happened there. But, um, point is there were some pretty powerful strategies towards the end of the game focused on episode one content. And if you know anything about star Wars episode one, it's that it's all about two things, pod racing and the galactic Senate. So of course those are the most powerful things you can do in episode one. And that deck itself, pod race Senate was like a top tier deck in competitive <laughs> play. <laughs> so yeah, fun times. Yeah. Yeah. That's why uh, most of the, the CCG focused discord servers I'm, I'm on are, are people who, who play without any episode one cards. <laughs> there's a reason because um, you know, there's a lot of people who feel that the episode one stuff kind of, like you said, they were way, it was a, it was a huge power spike and just kind of, kind of ruined the game for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very unfortunate. And I, I mean, I really just feel like thematically it was unfortunate that for the game about space wizards and lightsabers and everything, you go to play the card game and it's like, well, you better be uh, having an agenda in the Senate, but first you got to do your pod race. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Pod racing's wizard. I totally agree with that. But like, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I want to kind of do some blasting and some fighting and stuff in my star Wars game. Um, um. But yeah, and then yeah, then when Destiny came out, you know, I picked that up as well. Um, you know, uh, was pretty hard into that for a while. Participated at all the events mm -hmm. at the. I remember at the store. You know, um, I went to 
went to Worlds, you know, once or twice. I think, you know, which, you know, was always nice since that was just right, just only a, a four-hour drive down to the cities. Yep. It's good for us up for here. Us, so. <laughs> Not bad. Um, did you ever, you ever do any high placements or anything or you just, uh, you oh, scrub no, like was, me? No, I was, I, I got, um, I got a, uh, the store champion play mat once from one of the store champ tournaments. Sure. Um, uh, and that's, that's it. You know, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it works. I, I, you know, I bought the game a lot. I played it a lot, but yeah, I was, uh, not that great at it. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I like to joke around because I, I do all this TCG stuff, but I don't know if I'm particularly good at them. I have a ton of fun playing them. I understand the strategy. I love the theory. I love learning all that stuff, but am I good? Yeah. You know, I, I have my moments, I guess, <laughs> but yeah, I don't have, I don't have any like really sick, you know, top eight pro tour placements or anything like that <laughs> under my belt either. So yeah, that's, that's uh, very interesting. I'm definitely going to pick your brain once we get to the main topic a little bit on your thoughts on Star Wars Destiny. I certainly have some stuff to to talk about there. Um, mm-hmm. You've mentioned, you know, you've been playing a lot of miniatures game stuff. That's fairly TCG adjacent too. So I'm certainly interested in like what, you know, what are you currently playing? Because I know Fantasy Flight basically sold off most of those games uh, to, or well, all of them. Were- Right, sold off. They were They're kind of taken over, or take, taken away from them. I guess is a sure. more <laughs> okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know the details. I feel yeah, free was, to. well because because they're you know they're owned by Asmodee, right? And they basically Asmodee was all like, well, we want all of our minis games in one house, and that's now going to be Atomic Mass Games. So, okay, <laughs> basically what they did and. Um, it, there's some bitter feelings in there that sure. <laughs> if you ever want to hear us complain about that, uh, you can listen to our podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the whole podcast to the listeners to hear that, to hear the details on that. Then that's um, interesting, but, but no, but yeah, I, I, I've been playing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Star Wars Legion, um, you know, actually X-Wing was my first fantasy flight game of theirs. That's actually where, how I got started. Um, in the in the 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 with the Star Wars LCG was they I went to the very first Worlds for X Wing and they just they gave a copy of the core set of the LCG out to everybody who participated. <laughs> they must have had a lot sitting around. <laughs> yeah, there was. I mean, it was it was it was it was only there was. I think there was like twenty five or thirty players oh, okay. at this very first Worlds. And also, and it was, a, it was, this was actually before release. So I got, Oh, the, the okay. LCG. That's really cool. This was, yeah, this was about, cause it four months, five months before release, something like that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't feel quite as cheated by the good old only putting one copy of, <laughs> of all the stuff in your core set that fantasy flight was famous for. Very famous the, for that. Yeah. Um, Cause I got one for free. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's interesting. So X-Wing and then you moved on. Uh, you, you said you played Armada, you played Legion. You yeah, played- actually. Well, I, I skipped Armada cause I felt it was All too right. close to X-Wing. I didn't start playing Armada till actually, till you sold me your collection. That's right. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. I was, I was cleaning up stuff. I'm like, I just don't have time. I'm never playing this. So I, I think I hooked you up with a good deal on that. 
yeah, yeah, it was a great deal. And now I play Armada fairly regularly. I, I uh, liked Armada's system quite a bit, actually. I thought it was, I was just ashamed that I just never had a chance to play it, but it, I loved the scale of it quite a bit more. I thought it was really yeah, fun. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more, uh, like X-Wing, X-Wing is meant to simulate like a, you know, like a fast dogfight. So you're sort of thinking in the moment um, I mean, you're, you're still sort of trying to anticipate what your opponents are going to do each round and things like that, but it's sort of like you're thinking in just that round, whereas like Armada, because everything is so much slower, it's a bit like chess where you're kind of thinking a couple moves ahead, mm-hmm. you know, like you kind of got to plan out uh, more than you do in X-Wing. So for people who don't know any of these games, yeah, so like like Leo said, X-Wing is a, is a Star Wars miniature game with dogfighting. Um, you, you think of any Star Wars starfighter. It's been made for X-Wing, basically. Um, and in that game, you know, the, the thing that really caught on with that game, the same thing, I actually can't remember which came first or how this worked, but they had Star Trek Attack Wing also came out that had the same movement system. But you had these, like, little templates that would show, like, a a, uh, a like really sharp turn or, like, a slightly more banked turn or, like, a really long banked turn. Um, mm-hmm. and you would place those templates out in these little notches on your miniatures base and then pull them out and then move them to the end. It's very, actually a very creative and innovative way of doing the movement system in the game. And ships could have different access to different turns based on how maneuverable they were. Um, was a very popular and very cool game. Whereas Armada, I loved when I saw this thing, Armada had the, has the, the big stick with the little joints in it for doing your really slow capital ship movements uh-huh. and Armada is just all like capital ships and you get, you get fighters, but they're these tiny little guys. You had a little stand that would have to fit like three or four of them on there. Um, and, and you would just slowly be maneuvering your capital ships and and then you're like banking your capital ships around a hyper laser or, or turbo laser. I mean to say turbo laser, all the, all the other capital ships and stuff. I just, I think the thematics of that were so cool. I just got so into that idea. Cause I love like the, I love the capital ship fights in return of the Jedi and everything classic stuff. And just having a, a couple of star destroyers on a table just looks really dang it's, cool. It looks so cool. Yeah. It was like, that was my downfall, right? It's like, I never had a chance really to play those games too much, but the toy factor, I just saw them. I'm like, I gotta have that. I need, <laughs> I need this ship. I'm never going to use it, but I need it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cool. Cool stuff. And then Legion is the, is fantasy. Well, uh, sorry. I keep forgetting the name of the company that has it now. Yeah, it's Atomic Mass games. Atomic Mass. I keep wanting to say, I think I want to say the Keyforge Ghost something, whatever, the Keyforge company now. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Atomic Mass games has Legion, which is the um, the ground-focused, you know, like troopers and, and stuff. Yeah, miniatures games. very similar. It's, I mean, it's somewhat similar to like, you know, like your Warhammer, Warhammer you know, uh, games like that. And, and for people who are watching the video version of the podcast, you will see behind Leo, the massive mountain of Legion that he has. Yes, that's my uh, my tower of shame back there. <laughs> it's a pretty impressive my, tower. That's all my all my unpainted, um, unopened. You can it, you can see in the video most of it's still all even got its shrink wrap. I can on see it. the it's shrink like wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's not to say I don't have lots and lots. Uh, you know, all done. I've got. I've got, you know, I've got a, a whole, I've got enough for at least a couple different Imperial armies painted up. I've got a, a separatist army painted up, you know, 
I'm just I'm just a slow, steady painter. Yeah, you know, take your time. It'll be there for you whenever you get to it. No problem. Um, so, Leo, you, you obviously had a lot of experience playing these games. What right now? What are you engaged in playing actively? Uh, I'd say you know, Legion and Armada are my two two most active ones. Um, uh, you know that I'm playing yeah. at least Star Wars stuff. Uh, been playing Marvel Snap. Ah, <laughs> uh, snap player, nice. Yeah, we had we had definitely a, a few people in our kind of local group here who were getting really into snap for a while. I haven't heard from him in a while, but uh, yeah, it was snap looked cool. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's that's really it, right? You haven't, I think you haven't really played a TCG since Destiny. Unfortunately, died. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Destiny, Destiny was canceled. Um, uh, you know few years ago um i mean i played i i i tried to get back into magic here recently uh you know played on arena some started buying some physical product and then yeah and then wizards sort of rubbed me the wrong way they <laughs> have a tendency of and, doing that yeah and and i've kind of uh yeah i've i've i've, I've jumped back off that bandwagon for now <laughs> sure no that's that's understandable it's uh that's kind of the style of the times for wizards. So, <laughs> but you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, it's, it's the largest game. And when, when you got a lot of players and a lot of people you're trying to please, you inevitably make the wrong decisions. I just wish they made the wrong decisions a little less frequently <laughs> than they seem to come up with, but so it goes. So, well, Leo, I think that's a perfect time to jump into. I think that's a good background for everybody. They kind of understand what you're into and what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump into our main topic for discussion today, which is kind of what we've already been dancing around a little bit, but Star Wars TCGs in general. And the reason that I'm bringing this topic up in this episode is not going to be a surprise to our subscribers, regular viewers, um, but Star Wars Unlimited the new Fantasy Flight trading card game of Star Wars was just announced a couple weeks ago. And um, it, uh, I mean, there's there's a surprising, actually surprising amount of info already about the game. I was very pleased to see that. Um, and uh, I think, I think so first of all, Jotocast has a full episode, which I've listened to talking about their thoughts on Star Wars Unlimited. So we're going to get into a little bit here, but if you want to hear Leo and their whole gang's full thoughts on that, um, I'll have that specifically linked as well because it's just so relevant to this conversation down in the description for you guys to check out. Um, whether you're here on on video or on audio, we'll have it in in the the web page or on the description on YouTube. And I want to hear though, let's let's hear the unadulterated thoughts straight from Leo's mouth. Star Wars Unlimited. What are we thinking? I gotta I gotta say I'm a two minds because one. I've been waiting for this for about three years because um, back in uh, uh, back at the what is it called the the Gamma or uh, G A M A? Oh yes. Um, back in the Gamma Trade Show, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Horvath, who was the head of Asmodee USA at the time, did an interview, and he just like casually dropped, "Yeah, we're rocking on the new Star Wars card game." I don't even and remember it, that. Yeah, well, it was just it was just in the middle of a conversation about <laughs> the you know Asmodee in general, and he just sort of dropped that one sentence in there, and 
nothing was ever mentioned again. But I, you know, I kept being all like, every time we knew an announcement was coming, I was going to be like, maybe we're going to hear some more about this card game. <laughs> um, and, you know, like you said, I, I mean, I've played or at least touched most of the Star Wars card games that have ever been made. Um, so I'm very, very excited to to see more about Star Wars Unlimited. But there's also this part of me that's apprehensive because kind of been burned by Fantasy Flight a couple times too. Uh, you know, like playing the played the Star Wars LCG, that got canceled. I feel less burned by that than some people because honestly, I was sort of that game lived way longer than I honestly predicted <laughs> it was gonna. Um, Plus, you got a free corset, so like yeah, and I got a free corset, so can't complain there. Uh, <laughs> Um, but you know, Destiny, Destiny had was was a really fun game. Had a lot of major problems, I think, um, mostly to do with the the production and distribution of oh of, yeah of that and and um, you know product constantly being late, not getting enough product, things like that, and all this stuff happening really killed a lot of early momentum the game had. Um, yes. And, and, and it's not the first time we've seen similar things from fantasy flight. Like the same thing happened with the first few waves of X wing when that game came out. Um, they just, they could not keep up with demand at all. Um, you know, people were, getting you know people weren't wanting to play in events because some of the new ships coming out were way way were the meta lists to play but people couldn't get them because stores just didn't have them so if there was the one guy who who did have those ships at your event he was going to kick your kick your butt you know yep yep um and i think luckily x-wing managed to live beyond those problems um but it's you know I mean then the, there's been similar similar stuff happens at the with with Legion too, um, you know there was a, there was some and then the, you know the the Fantasy Flight's history with Keyforge and some of the stuff that happened there. <laughs> I honestly what I I looked I tried looking into it I still don't fully understand what happened with this whole like we lost the algorithm thing like ah uh, was I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand how you do that. I I don't know. I've heard, you know, it's it's complete hearsay, but you know, it happened not long after you know, like the, at the same time Fantasy Flight moved all those miniature games over to Atomic Mass. They just in general did um big shakeups kind of across the board with fantasy flight. Like they took most of their role-playing games away and gave those to another company also, um, you know, and there was, there was a, a lot of, uh, jobs eliminated at the time. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's rumors that, that a disgruntled employee <laughs> at that time, because the timelines do kind of match up there. Ooh, um, spicy. But, but but you know I, it's it's something that's never been substantiated. Like you said, complete hair, um, hearsay. But you know it's 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 yeah. an intriguing thought. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
So you've been you've been waiting for the Star Wars Unlimited announcement just to kind of summarize, but you know, Fantasy Flight was like the well <laughs> and yeah. I I think I you know, I think well actually I this isn't really me thinking at all. If you guys want to, by the way, I, before I get too far, if you want to hear all of my thoughts on Star Wars Unlimited, I've already put out like an hour and 10 minutes or something of content just talking about my thoughts on Star Wars Unlimited. I have two different videos, first with the first announcement and then with the reveal of cards and everything. So you can definitely hear all that stuff in the videos on our channel, but I'm certainly going to summarize some of the, those thoughts here too, because I'm totally on board with you, Leo. As soon as I heard that, I thought, this is what I've been waiting for. Now, I've, I've been waiting for it probably a little longer than you because I actually did not love Destiny like I thought I would. Um, I bought for the first few sets, I was buying product, but um, I, I, and I thought this was interesting too, because you know how you said you felt like the LCG like didn't really bring out the theme of Star Wars. I I personally, again, personal take, go ahead and go ahead and roast me in the comments. Sounds great. Um, I felt that Destiny was a simulator of a dice manipulator and had very little like really Star Wars feel to it. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you necessarily there. Um, but I think the the action of the game helped yeah. kind of I, make up for it for me. I, I think, you know, it just, it was like, and I think it was kind of a feel thing for me, which is like when I'm drawing my cards in my card game, I kind of want like... I, in my, I don't know something about the star Wars card game. I really want to be drawn Luke and Vader and Leia and popping them down and star destroyers and stuff. And, and I felt like it was too much like, Oh, it's that one card that sets the die to this thing. And it's that other card that, that sets the die to that thing, <laughs> like reroll the thing. And, and like, I don't know. I just like, I got kind of annoyed. I was like, I don't feel like, I don't really feel like star Wars is here for me in the way that I want it to be. And then, um, yeah, I mean, okay it cannot talk enough about the production issues that fantasy flight games had. Let's, let's delve into that because like fantasy flight games has, there's one, there's one thread that goes through all of their production issue games, right? Which is that they were all plastic manufacturer games. I don't know what mm -hmm. it was. I don't know if it was like they were taxing these plastic manufacturers too much with too many products at the same time or like whatever, but like, man, they never released on time. It just it couldn't do it. No, I mean, I mean I, and I, I, you know, I guess I, I kind of understand a little bit. I mean, those were really, really nice, really high quality dice that you got with the game. Absolutely. Um, but I also think at the end, they, they kind of were a detriment too, because as your collection grew, so did your <laughs> pile of dice. You know, and stores. Storing cards is easy. You slap them in a box and you're done. Uh, storing a, a few hundred dice um, and it just keeps, you keep getting more and more as the ex expansion comes out. It's like. Leo, they made a solution for that. They made a solution oh, for it. I'm going to. <laughs> the binders. <laughs> oh, God. You still can find those binders on clearance like when the miniature market or some other gaming website has a, has a clearance or like black Friday sale, they're still trying to get rid of those I know. things. Those, you know, okay. Like I like the gumption to get out there and say, you know, we're going to solve your problem. It's going to be star Wars themed. It's going to be so cool. But like, 
they just I I think they failed on figuring out what people actually wanted out of the product. And so they ended up releasing a thing where it's like, well, okay, like if I want to store a whole set, you know, a lot of people would just collect it, you know, just like any card game, people get into it. They're like, I want a full set of set one, then a full mm-hmm. set of set two, whatever. Okay, if you want a full set in those binders, you needed like I don't know. I don't know how many binders you need to fit yeah, in. Well, because because each one only held like I forget the number, but it was for some like reason twenty five dice or something. Oh, was it really like that. that low? For some reason, a oh, higher yeah. number is coming to mind. But like I I don't. It was it was pretty low. I mean, and you know, if you're having a full set, you're having that means you're having two of every die. Yeah. Um, sometimes three yeah yeah if, if a if a storm if some certain stuff. cards that let you yeah have have more than your standard two um and yeah and and i remember think like if i okay so this is really vague at this point this is years ago but i remember thinking my numbers for like a complete set because i was collecting complete sets too for a while even though i didn't really like the game um it was star wars so i did uh I remember thinking it was like 110, 100 something like that. Maybe was that, or is it, am I making that up entirely for, for just the cards for a destiny set of, of dice? Um, to probably somewhere around there. Cause yeah, I mean, altogether, all the cards were, you know, like I think most of the sets were around 110 cards, but then, you know, uh, oh. something like a third or, you know, about a third of them to a half of them had the dice with them also. So, some destiny master will comment in below with, with the exact set numbers of dice for a full collection of dice or whatever. That'd be, that'd be awesome. But, and how many binders you need to store them all? (laughs) Yeah. Those, yeah, those binders are bad. I had Plano boxes. Like a lot of people did just head on down to the fishing store, pick up some tackle boxes and (laughs) slap them in there. Um, yeah, destiny. So, okay. So for star Wars unlimited to fantasy flights credit, this is what I want to, this is really what I want to impress on people here because I, I personally, and I, I respect that I am just an excited Star Wars fan. And so I'm more forgiving than most people about things. <laughs> I think probably I would assume like you are to some degree too, Leo. Um, yeah. I, I'm willing to give Fantasy Flight a few little benefit, a few little benefits in this scenario where number one, they have gone there. First of all, actually straight up, their messaging has been really good so far. Um, for sure. For messaging sure. is one thing, obviously action is another. Um, so we're, we have, we're, we're going to see what their action is like, but so far the messaging is really good. Very transparent about, yep. Destiny failed production issues. That was a problem. You know, I think, I think if they didn't have those production issues, especially early on, the momentum for destiny was huge. Um, and it just got taken out by that uh really early on and then never being able to hit those those release dates really sucked. Um and then I also think that and I don't think enough people are really talking about this but like Fantasy Flight today like like you were kind of alluding to Fantasy Flight today is very largely a different set of people, you know, than it was then mm-hmm. I think. And I think really that, you know, that's that's worth saying as well because it's ultimately a lot of these decisions that cause us to be upset with how a card game is handled there. I mean, somebody's making those decisions, right? Somewhere. It's not like they're just like 
manifest as like a, a card game dying or whatever. So when the when the whole business has a, a big set of different employees, a different OP manager, by the way, shout out to Josh. He was a local in our area who's now the the OP manager for Fantasy Flight also. Um <laughs> And, uh, and I have a, I have high hopes for what he's doing with it. I, you know, I think, I think he's got a good understanding of what's going on. So I, I really hope that I get to, I get to say I was right about that too. Um, but you know, different people and they're not manufacturing anything in plastic here that they have, we have to wait a million years for, uh, this might be a turnaround moment. Maybe. What do you think? I, you know, I, I, I hope so for sure. Um, uh, that I think that first stream that they did, uh, really, helped allay a lot of my fears i think just because like you said they were really candid about their past problems too and admitting that they had them and they realized this um you know like even i i'm pretty sure them talking about how they had all those dice production issues is the first time that it's ever been like officially acknowledged that's what i thought too thank you for saying that yeah it was like one of those things where like Everyone kind of knew, knew and assumed that that's what happened to Destiny, but never had any confirmation on the fantasy flight side of things. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, and like you said, it's just straight up cards this time. There's no extra gimmick. Like they said, they, they want to avoid gimmicks this time. That's And this is like, like I was start, I started this conversation by saying I've been waiting for this for longer than you, I think. And... Like just as soon as I kind of, I saw destiny and I played it a little bit, I'm like, I just don't, you know, whatever. I just, I began this just lust for <laughs> just some classic trading card game. I, you know, really, if we're going to be honest, it was who's going to pick up the decipher game, modernize it slightly and re-release it. You know, that's like, that's what I wanted to happen. That's the dream. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream. But you know, sometimes what we don't expect can be what we really want. So I'm really hopeful that unlimited is going to, you know, so far, so far, like I really, I think the art style is really cool. I the key art that they showed like right away with Luke Vader, Leia Han, death star behind him. Mm-hmm. I saw that and I thought I like, I could get into this right here. Yeah, It gave me like uh kind of like Phil Noto kind of vibes. It was, it made me think a little bit of, you know, obviously everyone says comic book like style. Yeah. There's definitely like a, a comic style to it. And just a little bit, especially with like the background and everything was reminding me of those original star Wars movie posters. Mm, um, yeah. just, it's not quite the same, but you know, there's, I just feel like there's a little bit of that feel in there. And uh-huh. I, and I love that. I think that's awesome. I'm really, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, 50 50 a little bit on the art okay. I, there was some i you know I, there's some i didn't care for some i did like but i mean that's going to happen in any game where you got multiple different artists doing a whole bunch of different stuff um there was the one the one uh like you're my only hope the with the art with leia kind of you know when she's recording yes. with r2 i really like the art on that one yeah that art's really good yeah i even then i went and i looked up the uh the artist on instagram scrolled through her stuff and i was like oh man i cannot wait to see more cards that this uh this person uh puts out and uh i even i went to go tell my wife and she's all like yeah i already follow that artist on instagram (laughs) that's awesome um so so yeah so i i mean i mean it was a pretty small sample we got um but it's 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 enough to get me excited it's 
I like that it's a departure from some of their previous stuff because it don't get me wrong it's it's not that it was bad art but it all kind of had that little bit of sameness that you know digital art like that i mean you could tell a lot of it was like digital paintings and things like that i think sure and and you i don't think i think these days it's it's really hard to tell sometimes when something's digital or, or physical uh -huh. there's um it, there's and there's a lot of blending too. There's a lot of artists who will do art for card games, uh, like mostly physically, and then go and they'll digitize stuff afterwards, uh -huh. and they'll do all sorts of blending and stuff in digital platforms. So, um, I bet for you, because this is the common one, it's Grand Moff Tarkin, that is the art. It's like, I mean, and I, I for me, it was like, I think, I think the biggest thing that I immediately like. You know, that immediately kind of I thought I'm not totally sure I'm on board with it is the card frames. Um, but they grew on me. And now I now I like I like I'm still not sure about Tarkins. I actually here's something that I, I haven't talked about in my videos or I don't know if you guys talked about too much. But so there is a styling done in these card frames. It's kind of interesting. By the way, it's StarWarsUnlimited.com. We'll have a link down there. There's going to be so many links in this description. But, yeah, just go <laughs> check them out. Um, you can see the pictures of the cards we're talking about there. Um there's a styling in these card frames where you'll notice that any of the characters who are good guy aligned, whatever, um, use a, uh, I believe they're generally using a light color background behind a single color that is focused on whatever, like, you know, we've noticed there's these three, there's six different kind of resource symbols or whatever they're, they're uh -huh. going to be. Whereas all the villainous ones have a, a dark, like a black background. So like Vader's got black with red uh, lines showing, whereas Luke kind of has a lighter background with the blue lines showing. Um, and Tarkin has black with green showing green kind of line work on him. And I think it's like that black and green. Just, I don't know. It's like this matrix look and like, I just doesn't quite vibe with it's, me. Yeah. I think for me, it's not that it's necessarily bad art. It doesn't work for me. It, it, in fact, the, like the, the weird kind of green and stuff on there, it, it sort of reminds me, reminded me a little bit of the old um, uh, Dark Empire comic books. Oh, I don't where, think I know those. Um, it, uh, yeah, there was some some ones from Dark Horse in the '90s, and it's like, and the art itself was was really fantastic, but the coloring choices, in in my opinion, mm. were very questionable. Okay. <laughs> Um, and, and it was, and it was a lot like that. It was very weird, like greens and yellows and things like that. And I don't know, I was just sort of getting those same kind of vibes from Tarkin there. Okay. But yeah, like I, some of these other ones, like, like I think the, I agree, you're all, you're my only hopes, incredible art. I really like the Leia Organa artwork quite a bit. I think that looks awesome. Um, um, I saw some guy on Reddit was mad that was, was very upset that Leia looks angry in that card and that is just doesn't fit her character which blew my mind that is news to me that uh yeah no i mean isn't that isn't that meme there's that meme that like leia is is anakin's daughter and luke is padme's son right like there's like kind of like yeah no i mean which i mean i think it's like a hundred percent like leia is not the senatorial type she's the uh -huh. i'm just gonna blast this and get it over with i feel like so um yeah, it's yeah, I don't I don't quite buy that, but I yeah, I mean I think that artwork is super, super sharp looking. Um and I also think that when we get the printed 
like physical versions of these cards. I think tunes are going to change a little bit too for mm-hmm. people. I think they're going to look better printed than they do. Sometimes that's the case too. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're definitely leaving open the space for alternate arts and things like that too. So, Oh yeah. That's the thing. If you don't like the art, I sounds like there's going to be another one. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so an interesting thing they're doing in unlimited is this leader concept. Um, and obviously destiny had that, right. It had like characters you, you played as, but yeah, yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not really something that, um, we're totally used to in the star Wars space. It's a, it's a very common thing right now in TCGs. And I, you know, part of that I think is that like players really like to attach themselves to a certain play style or, or sort of like identify, right? It's a, it's a, it's a means of identification for players. So <laughs> it's really nice to be able to get into a card game and go, Oh yeah, I'm a Luke player. You know, I'm a, I'm a Vader player, whatever. It's like flesh and blood. You go, go to the flesh and blood community. If you know anything about that game there, it's, it's a, it's a brawler. You play as a character, you mm. fight each other. Um, that game is very dominated by like, Nope, I'm an Azalea player. Through and through. I play Azalea. That's all I play. I don't even care about the other ones. Like, it's very, it's, it, there's certainly players who do, obviously, but like, there's this, there's very much this mentality that you just get really into your character and you get really good at them. And that's kind of what you do. Yeah. And I think, you know, the the same thing, like, uh, with, with like versus or whatever, you know, if you're a fan of, you know, Wolverine or whatever, you know, then that, you know, some of those games let you. Yeah. Attached to the, that specific character. And that's, you know, and I think that's a really nice thing. I like what they're doing with the leaders here quite a bit. Um, the way they describe in the live stream, the like the idea that the the front side is kind of your strategy for the game, and then then you have this tactical choice to lose that at some point and flip to the other very powerful unit, deploy it, whatever. Sounds really fun. Like a, a fun twist on leaders. You know, we've for people who mm-hmm. played like Dragon Ball Super, that's they had like a flip leaders. It's not like a new thing there, but it's the the application is a bit different in this game, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. At uh, the the whole sort of having them out of play but still giving a passive effect is 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 um, is a very neat mechanic. I think my my shout out for this game is like to anyone who played Dragon Ball Z, Score Dragon Ball Z or Panini Dragon Ball Z. Um, those are the the or Dragon Ball GT was Score also. Um, those are obviously those had games that had pretty big fan bases for a while. Um, and well, he scored it. I don't know. Panini was never like that big, but um, in that game, you got to pick your character and then you got to pick a mastery card and your mastery kind of defined your strategy and your character provided you sort of your turn to turn action. Um, and I'm really anticipating this game because we're going to get this sort of, uh, you pick a character and that character, you know, is going to determine some of your strategy. And then my prediction, obviously we haven't seen them yet is that these base cards that you're going to, you're going to have a base as well. It sounds like it's going to be a card of some kind. Um, mm-hmm. hopefully, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I would assume just cause it's, it's fairly obvious design space, like right on the table there that your base will have some sort of effect and some sort of health value, which will be a balancing factor. You know, you might have a base, like really good effect, but it's got like 10 health or something. You're just glass mm-hmm. cannon, whatever. Um, or you have one with like a weaker effect and a huge amount of health or whatever in between. So, um, I like that. I like that kind of like mix and match. I'm going to pick this, this base and this character. And that's kind of my strategy here. That's always really fun too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till we can find out more about those. Cause that's at least right now, one of the, it's, it's, it's like 
from what we can tell, it's a major part of the game. It's your win condition, but we know almost nothing about it. Right, right. Yeah, there's there's so much still to learn about the game, but I, I am definitely looking forward to that. Um, and one thing I wanted to talk about, too, just while we're talking about the game, is obviously, Leo, you and I have a, a large history of Star Wars TCGs as well. So I'm curious if there's... You know, given what we know about the game so far, including things like there are multiple, there are different arenas, which we've seen in, in several previous, you know, Star Wars TCGs, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Star Wars Wizards, Star Wars TCG, uh, Star Wars Pocket Models had arenas too, I believe. Um, you know, are there, are there mechanics or are there styles of gameplay that you liked in those previous games that you're kind of hoping to see like something similar in here? Or, or things you want to see avoided, for sure. <laughs> um, that was a fairly open-ended question. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was, out, at least in the old, uh, in like the Decipher CCG, I was always a big fan of space decks. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, hopefully, and, and they kind of alluded that you could do this in the, in the, um, in their, their live stream, but, you know, I hope you can kind of try and control one arena or the other with a lot of focus. So, you know, if you want to play space, you can just play space and that can be your jam. Um, I'm sure there will probably be leaders and bases that, um, you know, eventually will be geared towards a space deck or something like that. Um, that's, that's the thing I always enjoy just because, you know, Star Wars spaceships are really, really cool. And yeah. I like having them out on the table. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I had a friend who was, uh, I was chatting about this game with them who said they were unsure about the arenas thing because they were thinking like, well, you know, like what if my opponent's just playing a big space deck and I just, I don't draw my space cards or, or, you know, I, I don't, I'm not playing a space deck. So like, is it just like, do we just like play solitaire, like racing each other in the different arenas or whatever? <laughs> um, and I like to um, I, I like to bring back the Star Wars CCG where there were all sorts of little like ships and stuff that you could throw into your like your like ground focus deck that could kind of like mess up the opponent's plans in space. A little spy ships and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, landing claw onto their star destroyer to like shut it down for a little while since they can't force drain you in that planet or whatever. Um, is that is that kind of stuff that you're hoping to see here? Or what yeah, are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, that's, you know, always the hope is you get some kind of a back and forth um, and uh, and alternate strategies that you can have. So you can still play your game, um, but not have to, you know, not necessarily be forced to play into whatever the opponent's doing. Yeah, I think I think the mechanics of the specific cards are definitely going to come into play there a little bit. Um it's potential. I think there's potential to see cards that like can move between the arenas too. I don't know. Like we can, we can let speculation go wild here. It's just a podcast. Yeah, I, mean, matter. <laughs> I mean, that would, that would, that was a thing in like the star Wars CCG. You could have starfighters land and take off and, um, uh, you know, even dock inside other capital ships and things like that. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. You could do whatever you dreamed of as possible in that. Um, I know in like the TCG, so the Wizards TCG used an arena system, but in that game, it was very much just like, it was like a best two out of three system. Your goal was to control Mm -hmm. two of the three arenas that were ground space and characters. Um, And uh, so obviously we're not going to quite see that, but we don't really know exactly either. Like what the, 
arenas have to do with anything, you know? Like, yeah, I think the basic assumption right now is it's like, it's like you're playing a game of magic and you're flying, you got flying creatures and non-flying creatures, <laughs> basically. That's, that's sort of how I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning it at the moment, you know? Yeah. Um, just in the fact that, you know, just because they're just in two different areas and don't interact with each other on a normal basis. But I, you know, I can see this. Do you think, do you think this will feel a little more like Star Wars to you than like the LCG did? Yeah, I think so. Cause I mean, that was always a, a complaint I had like at, from the beginning of the game is, um, you know, they didn't separate anything out into any sort of arenas. So right. you always had these weird situations where, you know, you had Wampas fighting Star Destroyers and you had, you know, you know, or you had, you know, just really silly stuff like that, that just, um, I mean, not to say that you couldn't manufacture really silly situations like in the CCG. I'm going to get my Wampa onto the executor. (laughs) But, um, but it was just one of those things that again, just sort of was like, theme breaking to me i felt and and see knowing that they're at least you know like separating things out a little bit uh it gives me uh you know it's a positive thing for me yeah i i think so first of all it just kind of occurred to me that i think one of the big reasons why that kind of thing works in ccg and doesn't work in lcg is it really comes down to like if you get your Wampa like onto, well, I guess it would be home one because you got to light versus dark and star CG. If you get your Wampa like to somehow be fighting something in space, like I guess they'd have to deploy like the home one location, like the, the docking bay location, mm-hmm. home one. And then you can find a way to shuttle onto that docking bay. And suddenly your Wampa is like wreaking havoc on like the pilots that are chilling out there or whatever. Um, so if you do that, one, it kind of feels earned at this point. It's like, it's like, I deserve this. And two, you have this, you have this receipt trail, right? Where you'd be like, well, this is exactly how that happened. See the Wampa first, the Wampa had to get, had to get out of the cave and then he had to get shuttled in the docking bay. And then we had to find a way to shuttle it over to this docking bay, like fly the ship over to the here. Like, you know, you, you knew exactly what happened. And so like, there's this thematic, the simulation trail that you you're could tell. You're telling a story. With yeah. The game. And, and what it comes down to, and, and I was so excited, I think it was the live stream where they started talking about this, because I think in a few podcasts in the past, I've just started to, to harp on this idea a little bit. I haven't made a full video about it, which I really should at some point, but like in gaming in general, there's a concept of simulation versus abstraction. There's like, it's like this, it's this uh, gradient, like two, there's two, two ends. It's not black and white, but there's a gradient there. And mm-hmm. you have games that are full simulation. Um, and in the CCG space, Star Wars CCG has always been one of the like highest simulation games where it's really just like very it's high simulation games are very minutia focused, um, very much like, well, you can do it if it makes sense in the story, then you can do it. And then mm-hmm. abstraction games, on the other hand, are, are very much like, um, well, mechanically if it works, it's good. You know, like, it's like, it's all about just like the mechanics of the game. And like, yeah, like there's a, there's a Luke name on that. He can fight the star destroyer. It's fine. Like whatever, as long as it, it's tight with the mechanics, that's all that really matters. And it doesn't really care that much about how, how the simulation feels. Um, and they were trying, they mentioned there, they're trying to hit like 
a bit of a middle ground here, which I think is a really smart idea um, because I want that simulation. But if you're, when you're too simulated, then suddenly you're like a nine-year-old showing your attrition rule book to your brother. Like, can you please explain what this means? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah. And then if you go too far the other way, you get destiny or the LCG. Yeah. You know, those were, I think, you know, very abstracted to the point where sometimes they didn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like when you get a mechanic, I think this this is what, one moment that really sold me on it. I thought it was a great mechanic for Destiny. Brilliant mechanic, but uh, indirect damage was the one where when I saw that indirect damage mechanic, I was like, great mechanic. Um, I get how that's kind of like trying to simulate not directly shooting something i guess but it's like it's such a like nebulous like uh you know it's like kind of a star wars thing like and i think i think it could i think that was tossed onto so many different like dice that was like representing different stuff on all of them it's like the moment you see a mechanic representing a ton of different stuff that's when you know it's like this is like an abstracted kind of mm-hmm. game and abstract mechanic whereas like in ccg it was like ccg didn't even really have keywords because like 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 in in the sense of TCGs having a keyword that like flying means this text, you know, because everything just had to be written out on the card because it was so specific. Let the Wookiee win literally would let the Wookiee win. Like that's that's what it did. <laughs> so um, I think I think it's smart, though. Modern game design, you need to be a little bit more abstracted than that, but simulation i think is what's going to get people into a specifically an ip based game you need some amount of that too mm-hmm. um yeah i you know i think there are a lot of tcg mechanics that uh i i think i would i'm excited to see if stuff like that makes it in you know i really want to see how this arena thing pans out because to its credit did you like did you like the wizards tcg you know i didn't really play it um you know i bought a few packs when it came out but you know like that first set was like the first two sets were attack of the clones focused which best movie i was not (laughs) super into at the time (laughs) um and and then like i said all my you know and and no one else i knew was Mm -hmm. buying any any you know we were at the time we were all just starting college so we were completely broke and any money yeah. we did have was spent on packs of magic sure. so no that's fair that's fair yeah i mean like tcg um dice rolling is the thing that people will point out you mm. you roll dice to do damage to stuff um but i i did play some of it i played some of it during the time like shortly after it came out and um I think the biggest issue was just that it wasn't the CCG and the CCG's death was so fresh at that time that it was like really hard to like get into it. Yeah. I think it was, it was probably dead in the water before it, you know, even got a chance. Cause yeah, everyone was, I think too angry. (laughs) I mean, the TCG lasted a, a good number of sets though. They had a lot of them and there's a, and there's virtual sets too, since then. I don't know. Oh man, the uh, yeah, it's uh, the independent development committee. Yeah, um, they uh, they've put out almost fifty sets. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? They've even got some Marvel, a yep. couple Marvel sets that they put out. It's nuts. Yeah, uh, like so. That clearly, clearly, you know, there's something. I think there's something there with the Star Wars TCG. 
And I really did appreciate, you know, like as far as going towards that simulation angle, having all three different arenas with your, your ground one, we had platoons of troopers and giant and your ATATs and all this stuff. Characters like direct duels between Luke and Vader and all this stuff happened. And then of course mm-hmm. your big space battles. I, you know, I really appreciated that. Um, and, uh, I think, you know, it was really just that it wasn't, it wasn't the CCG at the time. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't like rolling dice either, which is fine. I get that. Um, yeah. I'm hoping people will give this, give unlimited a chance. I don't know. I mean, I think there's there's definitely a, a quite a bit of early hype. Like I've seen uh, at least like a lot of uh, Destiny former Destiny content creators who you know who who have, haven't been doing anything or they've moved on to other games mm-hmm. um, are 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 kind of dipping their toes back in the water, really hopeful for Unlimited as well. Yeah, I think I think really. It's, uh, it's, it's at that stage right now where we're all just hopeful, (laughs) you know, we like, nobody wants to fully commit. Nobody's like, yep, yep. Star Wars Unlimited is going to be the greatest thing ever. Everyone's like, well, as long as fantasy flight does not screw it up, this this could be great. (laughs) Like I said, I mean, they're saying all the right things so far, so, but there's a difference between words and action. Yeah. And, and we'll see, we'll see what they end up doing. Um, I, you know, I, I want, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm planning on like, I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be buying the product. I'll be giving them the chance for sure. If you're a listener and you do not feel like giving them the chance, I get it. Like, you know what? I'm not fighting you about that. Oh yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I I mean, I've known a few people I know of, of a few people who they got, they 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 still have a grudge about destiny and they're like i'm done <laughs> yep but you know i i i want to see them turn it around we're all it's, it's star wars fans we're all interested in the underdog succeeding we love the story of hope and success and and the and the rebel alliance victory so um i don't know if fancy flight's the underdog here but i like i do i do feel it feels weird to call them an underdog but i do feel like They've got they've got a mountain to climb right now, right? So yeah. well, you know, I I at least look at some stuff like like Arkham as as um a positive, you know, the Arkham Horror I LCG. Arkham and I, yeah, the Arkham Horror LCG. I look at that and I say, you know, this is one of the most fun games I've played in a long, long time. Um, if they can capture some of that kind of same magic. You know, yeah, like let's be really clear too. Uh, you know, everything I think that I every bit of criticism I have for Fantasy Flight is directed specifically at people making decisions at the sort of like either the production or marketing or like those kind of levels. Um, game design wise, Fantasy Flight has a lot of home runs that they've hit, like it's a, it's a pretty long list of games that are just from fantasy flight that are absolute all-star games. Maybe they're not always to your taste, but like even like board game space, cosmic encounter, star Wars Ooh. rebellion, uh, um, outer rim is fantastic. I love outer rim. If we're just talking about star Wars games, I love outer rim, uh, forbidden stars, twilight Imperium, like twilight Imperium. Like, come on, like fantasy <laughs> flight 
has a huge list of these fantastic games, the game designers, and then we got Arkham Horror, you got Arkham Horror LCG, Lord of the Rings LCG, are another very well like game, Marvel Champions, a very well liked game. Um, you know, it's like there's designers there who are doing a good job. So I like when I look at Star Wars Unlimited, I'm not here thinking like, well, I hope the design is a good game. Like I for me, it's like I hope it's to my taste as far as like mm-hmm. how much flavor it evokes from Star Wars. But I don't have any doubts that it's going to be a competently designed game at all. Um, and really, it's about whether Fantasy Flight's just going to pull through on the promises. At this point, like we've heard them give the promises now. It's like, OK, now do it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what I want to see. Um so, you know, I guess I think that's that's probably like a reasonable place to end our thoughts on Unlimited. But I'm not going to let anyone go before I get something really point blank that I didn't prepare you for, Leo. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, uh, maybe. Well, no, I'm not. You said you didn't prepare me. Uh, too bad. All right. Well, I just wanted to be able to say too bad. So I want you to rank Star Wars card games right now. Okay. Um, well, number one, decipher. Boom! Easy. Slam <laughs> dunk. I should, I should. Well, there's three of them, so I should say number one, decipher the original, the CCG. Um, number two for me was Destiny. Uh, three would have been the LCG. Um, then Young Jedi. Um, then the Watsi one. Even though I never really played it, um, I really like. I love the look of the cards. Like I, I like the graphic design of the card frames and all that stuff. Yeah, they, they look good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, then followed up by the uh, Galaxies uh, card game. What was that about? I mean, the, the MMO based game, right? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was. I mean, it was it was yeah, literally based on the MMO. Um, and uh, like, I think you could you could get stuff in the game oh it was just wow it was wow tcg for galaxies that makes sense now it all sure 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 of course you're gonna do that that makes sense um and then uh um and then i i never i never got to play the pockets pocket models i never even (laughs) i don't even i never even owned it i don't even own any of that which is really surprising what a shame that like as a as a collector, I don't collect any of that. Um, and then, uh, and then at the very bottom, we're going to go with Jedi Knight because God, those cards are ugly. <laughs> man, they were so ambitious I, with what they could do with that. But, and to be honest, I've never played the game. So I, you know, maybe it is a fantastic game, but like I said, I bought that, that box of boosters. I intend on learning how to play someday in the future here. They did some interesting things with cards, like they had stereoscopic. I was ones. about to bring that up. Yeah, um, they had some where like you you could put a stack of cards and they'd like go like a flipbook and would animate a scene from the movie. Yeah, because flipping through your cards is what we want to do to keep our, <laughs> our cards in good condition. Um, um, you know, I you know I'm, I'm you know somewhere in the middle there. I'm actually going to put Wars CCG. Fair enough. You know, I've got boxes and boxes of that, which even though technically isn't a Star Wars game, still continued the legacy of the original mm-hmm. uh, CCG, which I loved. Are we? I Okay, 
I don't remember if this was a card game or like a miniatures game. Wasn't there like a Star Wars a tactics? Wasn't that like a thing at some point? Um, I you think there was? I got I gotta write. I gotta Google this quick. Star Wars attack ticks. There was there was these little hex things. Yeah, it was a miniatures situation. Yeah, like like the like I think like tops sold them. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I I didn't get into those at Joe, one of the other hosts on my podcast. He collected a bunch of those for a little while, and like he 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 didn't think the game was that great, but he thought the little just the little heck little plastic hexagons you can get were sort of cool. These little guys have gigantic guns and I'm pretty sure they fire the little, they have like firing action missiles in them. Oh, oh no. Okay. That's what, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and you like, didn't they, they were basically little kid toys. Yeah. These are like stat cards. Yeah. They aren't hex They're They're, these are definitely circles and they have little stats written on them. And here's Bail Organa with like a gigantic gun. <laughs> is <laughs> about to like murder somebody oh man this is this is ridiculous i love this yeah i know the hex thing is i forget what that what the heck that was called but yeah there was there was also a thing that that like tops put out for a while where it was like yeah you'd buy these little oh, and you get little little um they were little plastic hexagons just like about the size of a quarter or something like that and and there was some oh. kind of okay yeah no no that's kind of coming back to me now too i think you're right that's that's okay well yeah we're not gonna worry about ranking those ridiculous games <laughs> that's fine lots of star wars games though that's a that's a fair ranking my, my ranking's probably not too far off of yours i probably put tcg a little higher i might put young jedi i might put that above destiny for me honestly i don't maybe that's sacrilegious to say but i just i don't know <laughs> There's something, maybe it's just nostalgia for me, but I kind of, I kind of just, I kind of vibe with young Jedi a little bit. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, okay. Fair enough. Thank you for that. And then, and then of course, since the star Wars, this is probably the only chance to get to do this star Wars movie ranking. Go, let's get the hate comments. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, yeah. So since mine's probably a little controversial, mine's uh, controversial I... too. That's okay. We'll both get blasted. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go empire strikes back. Number one. Not, That's not that controversial. Not a hot take. Um, you know, uh, I think Rogue One number two, uh, Last Jedi number three. I like it. Um, followed by uh, A New Hope. Uh, followed by Return of the Jedi. Um, then I think we'll do The Force Awakens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we've got uh, Revenge of or Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yep. After that. Um, and then uh solo okay and then attack of the clones and then finally uh was phantom return... menace did i miss phantom oh menace? phantom Fan- Fan- phantom menace uh we'll put that right above solo okay okay um yeah sorry i forgot that and then yeah and then finally um rise of skywalker yeah yep yep <laughs> all right and, uh, uh, for fairness i'll give mine here too so we can we can both get blasted uh because here's here's my hot take Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie to watch. I love it so much. I watch it. I watch it any day. That's my number one. You get along with Joe on our podcast. That's his favorite too. Yeah. It's just, you know what? I it's, I'm a guy who loves the, the operatic spectacle of of it all moment to moment. It's just a fun. There's so many just fun scenes. I just, so I just look, I enjoy it so much that it's my number one. You know, 
it's 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 got some of my favorite memories attached to it because that's the one I waited in line for like three days to see. Oh my goodness! Outside, yeah, yeah, me Ooh. and a buddy camped out at Century Ten. Wow. Um, yeah, it was actually it was actually a lot of fun. There was like some people brought a TV and an Xbox and just found an outlet on the outside <laughs> of the theater, and we sat there playing Halo. <laughs> that's great! What a what an adventure! Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I just legitimately enjoy that movie. I will defend most of it as much as I can. There's, of course, some lines where it's like, nah, I just can't, like, no, nah, that just, <laughs> someone needed an editing pass on that. Sorry, it's not good. Uh, but it's just too much fun. Um, Empire, it's, come on, it's Empire. La- yeah. Last Jedi, I'm with you. Love it. And, and fight me, that's fine. I Don't fight me, actually. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not here to fight. I just, I just, I really enjoy it. The th- thematics of the whole thing is really fun movie um, for, for thematics and everything. Uh, okay. Then let's get into middle, middle packs. Oh, rogue one. Oh, rogue one is next. I love rogue. Mm-hmm. One's so good. Um, then we go. Okay. Maybe a little controversial. I find the force awakens quite fun still. Um, and I put it slightly above a new hope. They're very close. They're really close to me. Um, but you know, I just, it's, it's maybe cause it's fresh. I recency bias. I don't know, but you know, whatever. Um, then I'll go a new hope. Uh, then I'll go solo. Actually, I'm going to go. So I'm going to solo above return because, um, returns got some parts in it that just kind of, they're just, I don't know. Return's got some incredible stuff and also some stuff that's just kind of like boring or like Goonie Tay or says like, you know, like, I love Jedi rocks, man. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's like like, dude, I don't like hate it, but it's like, it, you know, it's it's a thing that happens. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm I sure. But I mean, size noodles fan club like that's, you know, that's all, like awesome for you if you're into that. Um, uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just kind of like it's worn on me a little bit. It's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, I just don't need to see it again that that often. Whereas like I'd rather watch Solo again or watch Force Awakens again. Um, I think part of my list is just like, would I watch this again right now? <laughs> like that's part of it. Um, and then I will go making sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, then I'll, yeah, then I'll go Phantom Menace. Ooh, do I go, maybe I'll put rise above attack of the clones, but they're fairly close to me. It's like, I like attack of the clones a little more than I used to because of clone wars and like just having mm-hmm. kind of the, having the background, everything. Um, and I like rise of Skywalker less than I did on the first viewing also, or the second or the third viewing. Um, it's, it's, there's, there are moments I really like in rise of Skywalker as everyone I think will say. And then yeah. there's a bunch of stuff that like, I, you know, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got to give it at least some stuff like, you know, um, basically any scene that Kylo's in, I enjoy, you know, fair, fair take, fair take right there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, Adam driver just carries a lot of, a lot of the movie for sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's, that's there's, and, and okay, let's be, let's be fair too. our, our first appearance of an Anzellan, Babu Frick. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Just like un unbeatable part of the movie is just getting Babu Frick there and existing. Uh-huh. So good. Um, but yeah, like, you know, that's, that's my take on things, um, in general. 
Uh, it's and uh, like it's like I said, a lot of it's just like what I think is fun. And if you disagree, hey, pop it in the comments. You know, let's get those, let's get that interaction going. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, the, okay. So that just it's fun. Every Star Wars fan has to talk about their their tier list. It's like it's like a it's a rite of passage, it's a requirement. It's a rule. It's yeah. a rule. You got to have your tier list. So that's. That's fine. So, Leo, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about Star Wars and Star Wars TCGs. Did you have any last stuff to give our audience before we go? Uh, no, I think we covered it all. Just, uh, yeah, like I said, if, you, if you're interested in, you know, the broader world of Star Wars gaming outside of just cards, you know, come check us out. Uh, you know, we try to uh, touch on it all. Awesome. Yeah, we, I know we have TCG fans who are Star Wars fans. There's a there's a huge amount of overlap there, which is obviously why Star Wars Unlimited is so exciting. And uh, and hope we're hoping that it's good and it's got it's got everything that Fancy Flight says it's going to have. Yeah, and it releases on time. Oh man, wouldn't that be a dream? <laughs> oh geez, yeah. <laughs> and and you know the stores get the the product they order. Will they? Yeah, you know that's honestly okay. But straight up. Here's the thing I'm I'm afraid of before we go. One last thing regarding that. So TCGs are a lot more popular now than they ever have been. And production is more expensive. Manufacturing's expensive and time the time costs crazy and like it doesn't matter what company it is. There are trouble it's it's tough to keep your game in stock right now. Uh, mm-hmm. if it's a popular game, Bandai has had no end of trouble with their games with, with, uh, one piece, especially is a big one. Um, uh, grand archive, new card game is just sold out everywhere at this point, just came out, even though they were printing a crazy amount of product, um, have done two print runs already that are all out. Um, Lorcana, we don't know how that's going to go, but I'm afraid if you're trying to get a hold of that, that's going to be tough. So I'm afraid that Star Wars Unlimited is going to come out and, it, and they're going to be sold out and fantasy flight is going to be like, it's we did what we could. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to personally give them some slack on that because like, it's tough to predict how much product you need right now. And if you overprint yeah. a game that sucks because then it's just like worthless. So mm. yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be troublesome, but we will see. We'll all be here together. If you are interested in following, you know, more of Star Wars Unlimited and all our other card games. Of course, you can be following Main Deck here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do all that stuff, whatever. If Follow us on your podcast or you catch our monthly podcast. We're going to have some bonus episodes coming to you guys very soon. We have a promised bonus episode on our Patreon, um, which is talking with Kevin about life decking in card games. And if you want to check that out, that is finally coming. Kevin needed to get a new computer. So we had a technical issues, but that's finally coming next week, as well as another bonus podcast, which is going to be one of two things, either going to be uh our unfiltered thoughts on Lorcana, which would be kind of interesting for some people where i'm not i'm not going to sugarcoat anything or give you my straight talk on that um or uh just what we're currently excited about which might be a lot of talk about star wars unlimited so that stuff's going to be popping on to our pod our patreon only bonus podcast so if you want to be a patron and check that out you sure can otherwise we will have another regular episode of the, of the main deck podcast for you next month i hope you guys come back for that one i hope you guys enjoyed this thank you so much leo for showing up here thank you very much dan yep had a lot of fun and uh we will catch you guys on the very next episode of the main deck podcast see you guys <laughs>